You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. What's going on, guys? Hope that you are doing well. We are starting a new sub-thread this week. It's a short one entitled Relationships, and um, we are going to do uh, two weeks in this, and this week we're going to talk about community. Uh, community is something that uh, brings different types of thoughts to our minds. Um, all of us have different experiences when it comes to Christian community, and some of those are really, really good, some not so good, and some have been absolutely terrible, and there's been church hurt in our lives, and we don't want to be naive to that. We know that when we talk about Christian community, it can trigger some different thoughts for many of us. And so uh, we're going to talk about what it looks like to be in healthy Christian community. Because no matter where we've been or what our story has entailed, uh, when it comes to healthy Christian community, what we understand is if we have that, it's an absolute game changer. I think it's important that we start off by saying we are far from perfect here at Young Adults, uh, but my prayer is that, that we look a little bit more like the community that Christ has called us to be a little bit every day. Because without question, there are passages all over the Bible that highlight what it means to be in Christ-centered community, but we're broken and we're never going to be perfect. But secondly, human beings are unique and complicated, thus what we talk about this week will not necessarily uh, scratch the itch for every single person. We all kind of need something different, but that's why a community is not just a place, uh, it's a group of people. And we can uh, help fill the gaps for one another as we pursue Jesus with each other and try to be as much as we can for one another as we pursue Jesus. So, what do we do as followers of Jesus? What, what do we need to ask ourselves? The qu- first question that I would uh, challenge us to ask ourselves is this. Are we focused on fellowship? I know that we, it can be really easy uh, to come to the conclusion that, that community and fellowship are the same thing, but they really aren't. Community can be made up of people that you actually did not necessarily choose. You think about uh, the school that you went to um, in high school or elementary school, like your parents probably chose that for you, or where you were at in whatever city you live in uh, determined where you were going to go to school. You were a part of that community, but you didn't necessarily choose that community. Fellowship is community done with intentionality. It is choosing the people of that community over and over and over again. That's what we want is we want to be in fellowship. And my hope is that when we think about community in our context in our context at YA, it is simply natural for us to attach it to the intentional idea of fellowship. See, too often the church can be a place where we choose to come, but we don't necessarily choose the people that are a part of the church. Uh, Fellowship means that we choose one another. We choose one another. First John chapter one, verse three says this. It says, what we have seen and heard was we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. So John's talking about having fellowship with one another, but also the fellowship that we get to have with Jesus. Fellowship with Jesus is not him just controlling our lives. Fellowship with Jesus is him choosing us, but also us choosing him back. It's not this obligatory thing where where God says, you are going to be in fellowship with me. We must choose Jesus as well. And so if we use that as a model to look at the relationships that are in our lives, we must choose one another over and over again that, that we would say, hey, I, I, I'm choosing to do life with you, but you 
must choose life to do life with me as well. Healthy community isn't just created by me. It isn't created by any other leader. It happens when all of us commit to choosing intentional relationship. I've been doing this for almost 10 years now, and there have been super awesome highs, and there have definitely been some lows. And one of the lows, I remember having a really hard conversation with someone, and someone essentially coming and saying, hey, I'm not really getting much out of the community uh, that that we're we're a part of, and I said I'm so sorry that you feel that way, and they said yeah, there's I'm just I just I'm just not being fed, so I'm gonna leave, and. I think one of the most frustrating things as a pastor, one, is like, hey, you hear me speak every week. Like, you're a part of our community. You're a part of the worship. You're a part of all those things. You feel like there's nothing in it for you. So you feel like a little bit is a, f- a failure as a pastor. But secondly, I-, I just have a really hard time with the phrase, I'm not really getting much out of this because fellowship isn't just about you receiving. It's also about you participating and giving and creating the community that you feel like you so desperately need. So I would would just issue this statement to anyone who feels like they, they don't want to be a part of a community that they're currently in. It could be it could be YA and Billings. It could be a different community where you're at. Um, but I want to issue this challenge. You cannot impact the community that you're in if you leave it. You cannot impact the community that you're in if you leave it. You must stay. You must be participating in that community to have healthy impact on it. So stick around and create in that community what you know people need and uh, watch God work through your passion to change that community. The second question that I want to ask is this. Are we focused on Jesus? Not self, not celebrity. Are we focused on Jesus? Church is messy. I know that might surprise some of us, um, but it's made up of human beings just like every other community and stuff gets out of hand and there's brokenness and humanity all over it. Unfortunately, we can succumb to the same thing that culture does and create self-edifying practices within our churches instead of things that point each other to Jesus. If we want to be the healthiest versions of ourselves, both individually and collectively, we must focus on the person of Jesus over the pulpit or or over whoever's in front of us. Like we talk about this quite often, but if you're listening to this podcast as your relationship with Jesus, like this is the formational thing that you listen, like I'm so glad that it's a part of it, but read your Bible, like get in the word and study scripture and pray and let this be uh, maybe like a side dish to, to your relationship with Jesus. But this cannot be the main course. This cannot be it. I am not your savior. Jesus is. And uh, Craig Rochelle or Chad Veach or Andy Stanley or any other pastor that you might listen to that's in a different part of the country and you listen to their big podcasts, they're not your savior. Jesus is. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. For whenever we say, whenever someone says, I belong to Paul and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not acting like mere humans? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed and each has the role the Lord has given. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. It's a reminder for us to not just for us to focus on Jesus, but also a reminder for us to push others to focus on Jesus as well. Pride can be such a movement killer. We can get so wrapped up in wanting people to know who we are that we forget to encourage them towards knowing who Jesus is. And that's the whole point is that people know the love of Jesus. If we want to be healthy, we can we can absolutely highlight how people are being used by God, their gifts, their talents, all of those different things. But let us never elevate, as Paul says, mere human beings over what Jesus is doing. So in healthy community, we focus on Jesus, not on celebrity, not on self. A third question, 
are we diverse? Are we diverse? Healthy, healthy community, healthy Christian community is diverse. Healthy Christian community should look a lot like the greater community that it is a part of. James chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 says this, My brothers and sisters, do not show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if someone, someone comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and a poor person dressed in filthy clothes also comes in, if you look with favor on the one wearing the fine clothes and say, sit here in a good place, and yet you say to the poor person, stand over there or sit here on the floor by my footstool, haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? There's a 1,000%, like there, for sure, 100%, 1,000%, the fact that we should be ethnically diverse and economically diverse, it, it plays a huge role in this. If you're in a community that is, a, like, say, say, hypothetically, you're a part of a community that's 10% African-American, you should have 10% of your church community should be black. If you have a huge Native American population like we have in Montana, you should have Native Americans a part of your community. If that is not a part of your community, you need to figure out why. You need to be diverse ethnically. If you're just a bunch of middle-class white people, that that you're doing church wrong. Like we're doing church wrong if it's just a bunch of people in the same economic sphere with the same color of skin. Like we need to be diverse ethnically and economically. That's a huge part of being in healthy Christian community. It shows the greater picture. It helps us follow Jesus better because we get to share each other's experiences because shockingly, I will never know what it's like to be black. So I need to have black people in my life who tell me what it's like to follow Jesus in our culture as a black person. Like what is what do they need from a church community? What is it, what is it like to just engage with culture, all of those things. I need those people in my life. I need people who are both economically worse off than I am and economically better off than I am so that I have a, a well-rounded perspective of what life is like and how I can engage as a part of a Christian community with those people. So e- economic and ethnic diversity are absolutely massive in Christian community. But healthy community should also be full of people who find themselves in different places, both in life and with their faith. If we're just a bunch of people who are deeply committed to Jesus, there's something really beautiful about that. But if your entire Christian community is every single person is completely on fire, you're not really reaching into culture and reaching into the community and bringing people who are spiritually unresolved into church and to be a part of the community. And that's kind of the whole point. We're not here to just get stronger. We're here to introduce Jesus to people so that we can make heaven crowded. Also, if your community is not diverse and it's only a bunch of people who are questioning whether or not they want to follow Jesus, then the discipleship process in that community is not very healthy. We should have people who are super on fire, who have been following Jesus for a long time. We should have people who are new to their faith. We should have people who are spiritually unresolved. We should have people who have big, hard questions. That's how we get a well-rounded, healthy community. Healthy community makes room. It makes room for all people, room for Jesus to move in the diversity of life stage, to move in the in the diversity of devotion to him, to move in the diversity of the color of their skin, to move in the diversity of the sex of the people who are there. Whatever it may be, we need to make room for people and we need to make room for Jesus to do what only Jesus can do. That's how we create healthy community. The next question would be this, are we authentic and honest. Are we authentic and honest? Our humanity compels us to put forward the most polished version of ourselves. As my good friend, Jake Goldberg, many of you know him, says, we're not here to play church. We're not here to play church. Could we be people who refuse to put on a show, but instead wholly commit to being real and vulnerable? 
When we step into healthy Christian community, we should be encouraged to take off the masks, not put them on. Authenticity and honesty happen when the community itself models it. Now, hear me. This this is really important that we understand that the dynamics that we have to be aware of, of being honest, authentic and honest, need to happen right time, right place. It needs to happen in, in safe places. It's not something that, that we just yell out to a bunch of people we don't know. That's why building authentic relationship allows you to be honest with one another. So what that means is, hey, don't reach out to, like if you're a dude, don't reach out to a girl that you have you have no idea who she is and just like, let me tell you about my de- deepest, darkest secrets. I'm being honest. I'm being authentic. Like That is not being authentic or honest in the right way and vice versa. Ladies, don't reach out to a guy and, and, and tell him how broken you are that you've never met. And you're just like, Hey, I'm just laying it out on the table. Like build relationship, like guys build healthy relationship with guys, girls build healthy relationship with girls. I'm not saying that you can't have uh, opposite sex relationships that, that are really, really healthy, but you need to have right time, right place. I always think about a time that I spoke at our high school ministry. I talked about my story and, and my testimony and talked about how I struggled in high school and into college with pornography. And, and afterwards I had this kid who, who walked up to me and was just like, Hey, um, I just want you to know, like, I looked at porn a lot yesterday. And meanwhile, I'm standing with three girls. There's these three freshman girls. This senior guy comes up and says this phrase in front of all of them. They're like shocked. I'm like, okay, buddy, let's take a couple steps this way. Let's have that conversation. Super honored that he was willing to share that conversation with me, but also right time, right place. So there's dynamics in being authentic and honest that we have to be people who can, who can create space for one another. Like, cause here's the thing. I really appreciated the honesty. We want to be a place that people can be that kind of honest. It just might need to happen in one-on-one conversations or small groups. That's why we push those types of things. Community will undoubtedly, undoubtedly take on the attributes of the people within it. So when it comes to honesty and authenticity, fake people will create fake community. Real people, honest people will create real community, honest community. It's so important that we do just that. Along with that, I want to ask this question. Are we praying for others and are we asking for prayer from others? James chapter 5 verse 16 says this, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. This is just a part of this whole authenticity and honesty thing. We all need prayer. We all need Jesus. We all need the intercession of other people on our behalf. And if we have that expectation of healthy Christian community, then we should allow people to have that expectation of us as well. That if we're only people who come in asking for prayer and never offering to pray for somebody else, we need to check our hearts. Also, if we're always offering to pray for other people, but we're not honest and authentic enough to ask for prayer ourselves, we need to check our hearts. Are we praying for others and are we asking for prayer from others? The last question I want to ask is this, is are we outward focused? Are we outward focused? When we talk about community, it can be really easy to just focus on what happens on a ministry night. Like for us, we meet on Tuesday nights and we can say like, that's our community. But we should take, and 100%, we should take full advantage of the time that we get to spend together. There is something about being in physical community with one another, getting to worship together, getting to dig into God's word together, all of those different things. So, so important. But that's just a couple hours of the week. What about the other six plus days of our week? Are we engaging with the world like Jesus? Are we serving the community like Jesus? Are we generous with our time and with our money and with our gifts and with our talents? Like, What are we doing 
the other six days and 22 hours that we're not at young adults. That is what is going to change everything. Luke chapter 10, verse two, he told them, this is Jesus speaking, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out worker in workers into his harvest. This isn't just about vocational pastors or vocational mystery missionaries. You, you are a pastor in your workplace. You're a pastor at your school. You're a pastor in your family. You are a missionary wherever you go. Would we be people who say, yeah, like the harvest is plentiful, but Jesus needs to be, be me to be intentional to bring people in to healthy Christian community that we cannot be people like, yep, you go do that. I'm going to sit here and watch. I'll see you on Tuesday night. No, we are going to be people. If we want to be a healthy, have a healthy community, we have to be, we must be people who are in the world doing what Jesus has asked us to do. Cause hear me, I, I would love to see a thousand young adults on Tuesday nights. I would absolutely love to see a thousand young adults on Tuesday nights. I will dream about that every single day for the rest of my life. But that doesn't happen because of a sermon that I preach. That does not happen because of the worship that we have. That will only happen because of what this community does in the world every other day of the week. It's not about me. It's not about Jake. It's not about anybody who's, who's performing on a Tuesday night or, or, or preaching on a Tuesday night or whatever it may be. It's all about what the community of young adults, what the community of Jesus does every moment of every day. That's how we create the healthiest, healthiest Christian community. There's this, this concept is called apologetics. Many of us might know what it is, but some of us might not. It's, it's simply ways that we defend scripture, ways that, that we are sure of our faith. So, so studying scripture and having answers to the questions that people might have, the, the, the art uh, or the, the science of apologetics, whatever you want to say. Um, and there's this, this quote that I want to close with, and it's by a man named Francis Schaeffer. Schaeffer says this, our relationship with each other is the criteria the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. Christian community is the final apologetic. I want to, I want to read that again. Our relationship with each other is the criteria that the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. Christian community is the final apologetic. So let's be a healthy Christian community. We'll be imperfect. We will be broken, but we'll be healthy in pursuit of, of making sure that the people in our lives, the people that we know now and the people that we will know in the future, know the love and forgiveness of Christ. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.